your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast for our fourth and final piece of our 2020-2021 squad assessment. Thank God. (laughs) It has been a marathon. If you've stuck with us thus far, we appreciate you and hope that you have enjoyed it. Today, we are going to get into, well, let's see, last time we finished off at left mid, so we're going to start with right mid. Left it for this one because it's probably the biggest position of need on the depth chart for Everton. And then we'll move into attacking mids and the striker situation, Ryan. And just to recap our methodology here, we're going to look at our existing players year over year performance. Talk about the type of player Rafa Benitez might want based on his general tactical philosophy. Players he's bought in the past and what that might mean for players he will buy. Looking at our guys and do they suit the new manager? And then potential options in the market based on data and evidence. Yeah, so the nice part about right mid, uh, the whole beginning year versus year performance, uh, we didn't have a right <laughs> mid last year. So that's a none. So there's nothing to talk about there. But no, I mean, it's important. I mean, they obviously played a Wobie there, but that's, you know, he hopefully we're, we're making some assumptions here. I mean, we in essence said we didn't think there was a major need at left mid kind of going on the assumption that we're going to go bigger here at right mid and probably accounting, you know, attacking set center mid too. And um, just buying attacking players that, you know, can maybe play a little bit both sides too. So, so we talked in the past about Benitez liking the four, two, three, one, that's kind of his preferred formation, but even when he'd play kind of five, four, one more defense, more defensively, even with three center halves, um, he was moving players kind of back and forth on either side. You know, if he wanted to play with traditional wingers, he would play, you know, like a right-footed guy, right? And, and sometimes he would play, usually not the five-four-one, but he'd play kind of the left footer on the right, cut inside. Sometimes he'd, you know, mix and match those. So there was some interchangeability. Um, so that's that's kind of the philosophy why we're thinking he may buy in a certain way. Um, so... Okay, moving on. I mean, the one thing that we know for sure is based on history. I mean, he, he, you know, he wants to play that counterattacking methodology. He wants to sit back in the low block, but still be aggressive. And everyone needs to defend. You know, that's important for yeah. him. But really, he's looking guys with pace, industry, and the ability to move the ball at pace up the field and score and get forward really fast. But yeah, I mean, look, we didn't have too many options on the right side. And we need goals from there. I mean, even before Huge. we had Rafa Benitez named. Exactly. And look, I mean, obviously, Carlo uh, put Hamas out there nominally, but Hamas was never a, a true right winger. He c- consistently being coming into the half space, if not fully central. And it just created this like huge imbalance in the side. And so it's going to be so critical for Benitez, who wants to break with pace for us to get a true right mid right winger. And this has been a problem at Everton for a long time now. Yeah, it is interesting how we'll talk about the accounting, the attacking central mid position as well, too, yeah. because he didn't always play Hamas there. But we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're going on what we think he's going to buy. I mean, he's going to have great influence on this purchase. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about who he's bought in the past. Um, now that we've kind of addressed kind of tactically what he's looking for. You know, it's kind of interesting. He's brought in a lot of varied kind of forward talent, but there's definitely a preference, coincidentally, I I don't know or not, for shorter kind of quick guys Mm. that are active and pacey and tricky. Um, 
Dirk Kite was probably the one in Liverpool. He's a pretty unique player. He's got more size. You know what I mean? He was big time money at the time. Did, did really well. Very clever. But he he doesn't really fit the whole kind of diminutive, quick, pacey, active guy like some of these other guys do, I think. Yeah, and then he also brought in Jermaine Pennant when he was at Liverpool. Yossi Benyanyun. Pennant was actually a decent decent money buy at Birmingham. Yeah, too, but he, Birmingham. he's the same thing, right? Short, quick guy, right? And Benyanyun yep. is not a big guy either. He's a little bit unique. I think they pulled him from West Ham. Dries Mertens, though, when he in yes. Napoli, that that's like the type of guy that I think of. Um, and you know, now he's not quite as pacey, but he's still quick, small. Um, California yeah, I mean, similar. Yeah, yeah, same thing, right? Exactly. And Mertens played more center forward before when he came over, but you know, Rafa played him played him wider, and yeah, Calhoun put played on the right side, right? Shorter, quick, direct. I mean, he's he's kind of what you would think, pretty versatile. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Jacob Murphy at Newcastle. That didn't go well. No, that was a paid over ten mil for him and kind of a flop, but still the same type of player. And then you look at yeah. the other guys, Christian Atsu, uh, former Everton yep. Loney. Yep, that was fits, a huge fits flop. the profile though. Yes. Right? I mean, yeah, Matt exactly. Ritchie, who eventually kind of played a bit at left back. We talked about him already. Same type of thing. Um, Almiron, who we knew very well, Miggy was uh really more of a 10 at Atlanta United, uh, but incredibly pacey. Super I mean, fast, yeah. super fast. And he was under Rafa played a little bit more uh on the wings, you know, or played wider, even though if he was cutting inside. I mean, Craig Bellamy, I and mean, what are we talking about here? Right? Exact same profile, right? Short blazing again this isn't we're not saying for sure that's what he's going to do but it's interesting right you see a lot of guys in common um albert riera who he bought uh <laughs> yeah that guy was a real character i don't know if you've ever read about him he 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 didn't do well uh he wanted to move immediately ryan babel is one though that doesn't fit the profile taller very good athlete uh at liverpool um i don't know if it was his favorite player but Mo- it is amazing though isn't it amazing how many short quick guys he he you know were were featured in his teams yeah definitely and i mean that to be fair that is that tends to be the build of most modern i guess right wingers you want smaller pacey pacier guys but i mean there's two or three bigger guys here and the rest all fit that exact profile and so i think it's safe to say that when we're looking at wingers we're not going to be looking at uh any giants but no uh, and look i mean in some cases like a look at real madrid I mean, you have Bale and you have Ronaldo. I mean, these are big. I mean, what are you going to do? Not play him? So you know, it's it's all relative. Although, I mean, he used Thomas a little differently than you would expect, and I don't think Thomas was real happy about it. But yeah, I mean, so so look. Okay, so we know generally the profile, even if they don't have to be tiny or diminutive. We know he's going to want pace. You know, he's going to want good athletes who can get up and down the pitch quickly. Um, Do any of our players make sense? And do we even really have? a naturally right-sided player. Could we see Richarlison there maybe? Well, he's certainly played there for us before and to varying degrees of success. I think what's what's mm-hmm. nice about Richarlison is he provides that versatility, being able to play fully across the front line yeah. as needed. But I still think he does his best work off the left, left flank. And frankly, I think if you actually had that true balance with a, <laughs> someone to compliment Richarlison, it would really help bring the best out of him because teams really seem to just hone in on our left side and shutting it down. And the Luca Dean Richarlison combination uh, was limited in how effective it could be. Yeah. So this is, this is a big need, right? I mean, there's Huge. no question about it, right? I mean, um, would Theo Walcott have helped? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Let's so, not go right. there. I, I know exactly. Um, so 
so before we were bringing in Benitez, you know, we kind of did this in looking for it. And we, we talked a lot about more goals, creativity, you know, a player that can get into the penalty area in the final third, either via the pass or really, you know, and get the ball to center forwards or really someone that can dribble and break someone down because we had tremendous problems breaking down teams that sat deeper. And so I think, I think we agree that this is really, if we're going to go big anywhere and get an elite player, this is, this is where we got to go. I mean, almost ideally be Everton's best, best player period. Um, but look, he's in the premier league too. I mean, Rafael Benitez knows pace matters in this league, you know, ability to deal with the physicality of the PL it's got to be there, especially if you want him to defend. Um, I think maybe we could even use two right-sided players. Maybe one is more of like a right wing center forward combo. We talked about, you know, he saw playing, uh, from, Red Bull Leipzig, which would be really interesting. Maybe we wouldn't have to make it move at center forward, but we'll get to center forward in a little bit and the whole Moise Keane situation. So the one big name that we were linked with, and we were linked with a lot of names that everyone seems to home in on is Leon Bailey. I mean, I do understand why, but there are a lot of guys that kind of fit this profile, we think. Yeah, look, I mean, Ryan, I think you can walk us through sort of the the data filters and and some of the potential targets here, but to your point, I think most fans would be happy if we invested the vast majority of our transfer budget on the right side. You know, we're being linked with Koulibaly, who we already talked about in a prior episode, like dropping big money in areas that aren't as urgent of a need. You can't have much more of an urgent need than a position you literally have zero players at. Yeah, and we've and, talked about spending money on older guys too. It's just exactly sense, right. Um, so quick on the filters without getting into the numbers. I mean, you know, Y Scout filter, we have 500 minutes and senior comps. We focused on dribbles with also some success. Guys that could shoot the ball on target. You know, what I mean, that's an indicator that, you know, you're at least striking a ball accurately. That scored goals from from open play, you know, non-penalty type goals. Um, and guys that also created too. We're talking about assists. Um and guys that are younger. So we focused on just 24 and under. There are only really 16 players that met the criteria that we were looking for. Because again, we're looking for an elite player. And and you know you did pretty well when some of these guys, you know, it's like Phil Foden. Yeah. Uh, Usman Dembele. Uh, also, I will say this. So Dembele, we would never buy. I mean, he's just way too expensive. And he makes unbelievable money. And he's injured. Always but, injured. Uh, right. And he's injured right now for a while exactly. because his basically I think his hamstring ripped off his bone or something <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But he is the type of player, right? Very direct, very athletic, like just blazing fast, can attack and create um, some other guys. I don't think we'd have a shot to get like uh, Ryan Cherokee at, at Lyon. He's right footed. Uh, he's really good. But, I, you know, 17 year old. I don't think that would be in the in the cards. Anthony at Ajax. I mean, that guy is like my favorite player. I mean, he has so many tricks. He's a, like, we joke around about a Wobi playing for Nigeria. When I would watch U 23s of Brazil, I mean, that dude would just be doing the whole, like, like Brazilian thing the whole time. I remember watching one time I was laughing out loud. Like literally <laughs> he, he was trying so much dumb stuff. Um, some other guys too. Um, special agent 77 Cabral at sporting. Uh, that's a shout out to my boy Nino Torres. If you ever listen to Gold TV, the guy's awesome. He's so funny. Uh, Vaclav Sherny, uh, he was on loan at Twent from Utrecht. Uh, he was injured. He could probably pay, play the ten, but he's another guy. I just I don't see that that happening. Um, if we look at players a little bit older, Herving Lozano is kind of interesting, right? We've heard his name before. 
Lozano's been linked with us the last couple seasons. Obviously, Brands knows him quite well. It makes sense from a marketing standpoint in North America. You'd have probably one of the most popular players in the whole continent. Maybe the on Everton. Yeah, honestly. I mean, he, he's true. He probably is. Um, and at 25, he's still plenty of career to go, but <laughs> doesn't seem like he's uh, either interested in moving on or Napoli's not interested in moving him. We already talked about Callum Hudson Odoi, who would also be, I think, an unbelievable oh, get yeah. for us. I mean, the guy, he seems determined to stick it out at Chelsea for some reason. I get it. But also a player of his caliber, I feel, needs more playing time, needs to be playing week in, week out. And there's no doubt that we can offer all of these guys like, hey, look, you want to come in? You're a right winger. We have no one come in and you the starting job is essentially yours by default. Yeah, some of these other guys too. Um, yeah, like Marco Sensio wouldn't come here. Maybe with Carlo, yeah. and I doubt that he'd be expensive. Uh, and some of the other guys are more playmakers. Like Lorenzo Pellegrini yeah. at Roma is awesome. He's a terrific player, left footer. But I just, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if, if think you're Rafael Benitez. I don't know if that works, nor would he come. He'd be incredibly expensive. But what we're talking about elite players, Jonathan Akone at Lille is awesome. And he's not probably quite as in favor as maybe he was like a year ago. He's very much a playmaker type, though. I kind of feel like we need someone that's going to pin the ears back and score. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple other expensive players that have similar profiles at Bailey, too. Um, you know, Kulisewski at, at Juventus is 21. Pedro Neto, 21 at Wolves. That makes some sense, but does it make as much sense if Nuno's not coming now? Exactly. He would have been the guy. Like He was one of the reasons I was excited about Nuno is the possibility of signing a player of his caliber. <laughs> yeah, Mendez would probably bring him in. He's like, exactly. I can, I can make money on this deal. 100%. Uh, yeah, Charles Perez, I think, at Rome. I, you know, He just moved in September from Barca, Barca last year. I don't think he's... I don't know if he's good enough to... Your man, though, Ismail Yassar at Watford, 23. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be consideration, right? He definitely does, and I feel like he's been linked with a move away from Watford like since the yeah. instant he arrived, uh, but also rumor that Watford want like something 30 in the region of 30, which honestly seems achievable for us, but is he I don't enough? know if he's... Is he quite good enough? I think he's he's excellent, but... It's a little, and little hot and cold. Player. Little hot and cold. Yeah, inconsistent. But at 23, you know, you kind of might expect that. And he's been playing at a at a high level for for some time. And I some of these other guys too. You know, a couple of them already moved. Um, like Victor Tuskanov, Dankov is like one of my absolute favorite players. Even though I just botched his name uh, at Dynamo Kiev, uh, I love him. He is so talented and so technical. I can't believe he hasn't moved yet, but he wouldn't be someone you buy and just plug in and feel good about. But I'll tell you what, man, if you could get him out of there, finally, oh my God, what a talent. He could be great. He's 23. A couple of these other guys, Calvin Stang's a really unique player, you know, definitely a cutting inside type guy, I think was maybe better fit for possession-based team. He's on the on the way to Nice, it looks like. Um, and Michael Olise, uh, we talked about him before, 19 years old. Uh, just moved to Palace. I think that's a coup, but he had a release clause. That's going to be really interesting. So he see how he does. We, his numbers were unbelievable at Reading. His left foot is incredible. Um, he wouldn't walk into the team or anything, but he's a super talent. He's gone. Oh, and then there's Nico Gonzalez at Stuttgart, who looks like he's gone to Fiorentina, man. He almost went to Brighton, though. That would have been something. I actually maybe like him better than Bailey. He he was a little inconsistent in the Copa America, but I mean, you can't ignore a guy that was starting on the right side for Argentina, right? 
It feels like you're giving transfer advice to Brighton because I think like all your I know. just or they're just running a good motor Caicedo, <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Nico Gonzalez. I mean, they didn't get him, but yeah. Yeah. What the heck is up with that, man? They keep Mac McAllister. I love too. Like I didn't think that many people liked him when they pulled him up. I was like, what is going on here, man? Maybe I should stop tweeting. I'm, I think I'm hurting. <laughs> yeah, this. no, they've got, it seems like they've got a good recruiting operation. They're doing things like being linked with guys that could help us. And then there's obviously the, the players that will probably be linked with as I we have in the past. I wouldn't rule some of these guys out though. Malcolm looking to get potentially out of Russia. He had possibly. a good year this last year after having a terrible one the year before. Uh, I'm not as in love with uh, Orsolini as some others, but he kind of fits the bill. Um, Berardi, I mean, that would be, he's a little old, but I mean, we were linked before. I think some of the Italian links are probably going to fade away a little bit um, yeah. with Carlo not being here. Uh, Castillejo, Zaha, you know, he's going to be linked. Zaha's the links, the link that just won't die. He'll be linked with Everton until he retires. It it can't do that. I mean, you can't, you can't be spending older guys. No way. Um, David Neres. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like he's, uh, that it seemed like Marcel Brands was almost intent to bring him in, in his, one of his first couple summers here, but I don't know if he's quite at that level. He's been, pretty good in the Netherlands, but 24 now. Yeah. I know Richarlison, there was a much made of Richarlison trying to recruit him when they were on international <laughs> duty together. Yeah. You know, it's funny though. Uh, he seems like he's kind of an afterthought now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like interesting. I, I have a feeling it was more due to the, the profile of I accent and honestly, Anthony showing up, you know, that's mm-hmm. a big difference because now he's kind of like um, the favored guy. And, but I have to admit, He's maybe, maybe he's almost underrated at this point because his numbers are still good. But I mean, he's 24. I, I don't know. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. But, but I think the real question is okay, Rafael Benitez is our guy now. So, I mean, do we adjust a little bit for that? So, if we do and we focus a little more on like things like accelerations and, and progressive runs, you know, more off the ball stuff, still focusing on the shooting and the scoring and stuff, 24 and under. Um, a lot of these same guys show up, you know, in the data, you know, Foden, Bailey, Bailey, Neres, Anthony is Gankoff also Serge Nabry no chance <laughs> I wish uh, but Josef Bracalo from Wolfsburg who we were linked to before until we dude he makes some sort of nationalistic kind of statements that is that what the I issue must have was? missed it I oh yeah yeah, yeah. some stuff that people are like whoa yeah. that's kind of you know kind of right-leaning political ideas which don't always play all that well um America's a little different politically uh but yeah some of the stuff seemed almost now it wasn't pretty so uh, i'm not in yeah. love with him either even if his numbers were great but i'll tell you who comes back up anthony i mean can we could we get him I, i'm serious man i mean i don't know what it would cost but he is so talented i mean you know the brands has those connections but i i seems like <sighs> i wouldn't be willing to sell at this point i know but i mean that's the type that is that the would type be the of guy. player that's the type of player at least that he may he may struggle in adjustment a little bit but I mean, he has a chance at literally being one of the best in the entire world at that position. He yeah. is that talented. Um, but I think, you know, another thing worth noting, if we're going to get a young guy, maybe to deputize or kind of playing off the bench, I mean, that's kind of what you want to look for. Someone that could really be elite. So one of the guys that popped through was uh, Yusuf Dimmer from Rapid Wien in Austria. They play a 4-2-3-1. He also can play the 10. And I was thinking, oh my God, could we ever get this guy? He's such an elite talent. And I think, well, what did I write? He's probably going to wait until an elite club offer. And what happened? 
Barcelona comes in for him. Let me tell you what. Keep your eye on this kid. He is, I mean, he makes everything look so easy. It's a joke. Um, he's a perfect buy for him. Um, anyway, what, what do you think our best guess is here? What do you think we're going to do? I'm going to go, I think we'll see obviously the same links and rumors, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Naris thing resurface. Honestly, mm. that's, that's, I think that's my guess. Look, we were talking about, they're talking about 50 million for him a couple of years ago. I think we could probably get him for significantly less than that right now. Um, Maybe, but I don't know where, where, where are you uh, leaning Ryan? I, for some reason, I think we're going to go big on Bailey. I think we're going to take yeah. advantage of, of the fact that the market's probably just down overall. Um, the thing is, I don't know what else Bayern Leverkusen does. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if they sell some other guys, maybe that's who they want to keep. Um, Bailey seems like he has said in the past that he wants to play in England, and obviously we can pay him more for sure. sure. Um, but you know, would he come? You know, I I, I don't know. Um, but boy, he ticks a lot of the boxes. He has a chance to be really good. There were times where I wasn't in love with him in the past, but I think he's a little more. Um, how should I say it? I, I think he's he's shown a little more output now. Yeah. You know, he seems on the cusp of being really, really good. Um, he's like the mean, type of player who could probably make the transition to the Premier League um, more easily than, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a like, higher, He's playing at a higher level now, right? Yeah, he is. Though. He's stronger than people realize. Um, he's obviously yeah. got the athleticism. I mean, you could see him just taking off with the ball, moving it, and just flying up the pitch. I mean, he seems like he'd be a good fit. He's also versatile, too. If you if you spent the money on someone like that, I don't think you'd be as concerned if, if you ended up you know, transferring styles in some fashion. I think he's relatively adaptable um hmm. the thing is with leverkusen though i mean do they really need to sell i know i know right. the economy's hit them hard i mean they just bought mitchell backer from psg uh, left back that was a great move for them uh they moved a couple people on dragovich but they sold hyverts last year for big big money I, and there's rumors that they may sell patrick schick so i i, I don't know um We'll see, but you know, you kept thinking he'd come. You know, they they got Damari Gray from Leicester for very little last year, and you're thinking, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> I know it's happening here, right? Um, so I don't know. I think they have some people that could fill in for him. I would think they're going to move him. Um, you know, um, so I, we'll see. I mean, I there's there's no links, Ryan. That's the crazy part. Is there have been like zero links besides the recycled names from yesteryear? Is that so, good or bad? I don't think it's either, but I, 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 we know the brands doesn't want to let anything leak to the media unless they influence p- potential negotiations. Yeah. But it's just a little. Uh, it makes it hard to. And even if they were links, like how credible are they? Right? There's nothing credible, and so that doesn't mean nothing's happening. Obviously, I know I'm not just, worried about it. But it, I just it look is. at that Leverkusen team though, and I see all these right. attacking players. Diaby would be the other one. I mean, we've kind True. of roughly linked a while ago but this was all under carlo but i mean look at all the players they have you know polino ezekiel palacios god what a player he is um gray coming in you know they've got bailey they've got diaby florian Wirtz. i mean totally forgetting about him they have so many good attacking players you're kind of thinking that they could lose one you know what i mean so if they're in a, a numbers crunch and they have been willing to sell people i'm just saying i think they could do it so that's why i guess it if we're going to go big anywhere, I think this is the place to go big. So I'm going Leon Bailey. Neris is not a bad call, though, because you kind of wonder if maybe he's undervalued at this point. Right. right. Um, it all just depends on the budget, though, right? 
yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, if we spend all our money on Koulibaly, then it's all. I don't. I don't. I love that guy as a player. It's just not. I know. I not know. the right thing. To, I can't. I mean, just mathematically. Like, I just, one of these days, I'm gonna like do it out. Like, I'm gonna literally lay it out, and people are gonna look at it, and be like, "Oh wow, now we wouldn't have any money." Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, I guess it's what's the goal? Is the goal to do well next year? Is the goal to do well? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get uh, derailed. Let's move to attacking central mid. You're going to see some overflow into that because some of these guys can play both. And we've got a bunch of, of good names that I think are interesting players, but let's respect the methodology and first talk about who we're bringing back. Yeah, so obviously the two primary guys who played in this role last season for us, James Rodriguez, who, who? 29, technically hit the last year of his official deal, though the club have an option for one more Year after this, he's on about four point one million a year. It's our guess. I mean, you know, I, I well, I think we set up the deal so he gets to keep all sorts of other additional revenue and stuff. So right. I still think he's doing all right. Yeah, I think he's uh he's living pretty comfortably, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. And then of course, Gilfie Sigurdsson, the man we all love to hate. No, that. come on, we don't uh, no, hate Gilfie, but but we don't hate Gilfie. No, no, but, but I mean, he has his presence in the side was obviously a big problem, and he's now thirty one extremely highly paid and in the last year of his deal. And so when you look at these two guys uh, in terms of their contributions, James uh, hard to argue. He wasn't our best player last season, Ryan, uh, he was when he was fit. Ridiculous. When we get into the filtering for my <laughs> scout, I'll just go through what I did with him and who was left. I mean, there was almost no one uh, when he played, he was unbelievable. There's some thought to say that he's going to be able to play more this year, different schedule. Um, It'll be very interesting to see. I mean, we had a lot of injuries the last two years. It'll be funny if Rafa Benitez bring in the new fitness guy, if that changes. I, seriously, I wouldn't. I mean, uh, yeah, look, I mean, he brought progression. He dealt with pressure, creativity, finishing. His defensive effort was down. But, I mean, that's – he had to carry the, the – I mean, he worked so hard on offense. His dribbling was up. Receiving was a little lower, but still elite. The thing – the problem with Hamas is he just didn't – get the ball as much in the final yeah. third. Now we shouldn't be surprised if we look at the other teams he was playing for. I'll tell you what though, he was fouled a lot more, which is something that he, we knew he was going to have to deal with in the premier league and he did get banged up and, and he pays the price for being, being able to hold the ball. And we saw it. Um, but look, I, I know he doesn't like Benitez or maybe he doesn't, or they don't have the greatest relationship, but I, I think we got to do our best to hold. What do you think the chance of him sticking around are? I'm going to put it as of now, I'll put it at like 60%. I think I know he's been linked. I know Raiola's trying to get him a move away. I don't think he wants to stay. No, no, Mendez. He's Mendez. He's Mendez. Oh, sorry, Mendez. You're right. Right, Excuse me. Um, But looking for a move away, but I I can look, the club have invested so much in making him sort of the marketing face of the club it would be really kind of disastrous in a lot of ways. If he left our best player after one season. And I think he still can do an unbelievable job for us. And like you said, if he can stay fit, he's a complete game changer, especially if you bench Gilfy in favor of playing him at his preferred position, you can unlock a whole new world of possibility. And you put a guy on the right side in front of him who can run. Yeah, I'm going to tell you one thing. And and or he'll play like a 4-4-2 and stack Hamas, you know, to just right. get those second I mean, look, how do we score that first goal against Liverpool? Second ball coming down to him, you know what I mean? It was like oh, what the header from Decore, but imagine Dominic Calvert-Lewin knocking balls right down to Hamas. One touch settle, boom, playing Richie through again, same thing. Um 
you had to think when Farhad made the call, assuming he's the one who was who spearheaded the move to get Rafael Benitez, he did his due diligence saying, mm. hey, is, is Hamas going to leave immediately the second we hire this guy? Yeah, ha- right. I mean, you yeah. maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I mean, ha- if this is your big investment, don't you don't you have to ask that question? Yeah, you have to because you can't risk like the the fan reaction is one thing, but destabilizing the project that you're supposedly trying to build by bringing in a manager is like take one step backwards and then two extra step backwards. So yeah. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I think you're right. I think maybe people haven't thought about that too much, but there is these guys are competent for the most part, at least in that sense where they would consider most of the factors before they make any major decision. Well, we hope so. But the bottom line yes. is that we know he's not going to play every every match. He's going to get banged sure. up too. So that that is a factor. So let's move on to Gilfi. Um, yes. If I, look, his <laughs> I, that's the thing. It's hard to look at his number. I mean, they they just plummeted again. Uh, creativity progression way down. Yet the touches are basically the same. So the problem is people look at six goals and five assists. And they they just they're misleading. I mean, it was all set piece stuff. I think he would have three goals from open play and one assist. Yeah. Um, so we saw a slight increase in his you know his non penalty expected goals. They actually went down. Um, shooting was slightly better. Still bad though. Pass to the final third way down, and it was already low. Pass to the penalty area down. Progression way down. You know what I mean? Like uh, progressive passes. That is. I mean, he was even he was under pressure more, but. You know, that that's why I, the argument, not that much though. I mean, the argument that, well, he was playing deeper, that's what affected. I, not really. Um, you know, I, but, but I think the most disturbing thing is his creation, like um, shot created action. We've used that a lot recently. I mean, from open play, like 2.68 drops to 1.76 from open play. It's down to 2.68 period, pardon me to say it, period. But 1.76 from open play. I mean, that puts him at like ninth or 10th in the entire team. With the same the guy with the same amount of touches, if not more, to in the attacking penalty area. So you can't use that as an right. excuse. So I mean, it's one of those things like the I feel like people get this weird cognitive dissonance thing going with Gilfie where anytime you're actually watching a match, just the eye test, you're like, oh, this guy's not involved at all. He's pointing, and look, he does some things well. But you love the pointing. You love people love the pointing. pointing. I, uh, the do. pointing is fine. Like I have no issue with the pointing. You're you're being if you're being vocal, that's an important. I'm, point, right I'm pointing right now. I know we're not doing videos, right? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. To but do. but people like criticize. Well, he's not involved. He's not involved. And then when they're looking at things big picture, they'll say, "But where would we be without assist? This where Assists. would we be without his goals and assists?" It's like you can get people to kick a ball off a corner. We have plenty of guys who can do that capably. Yeah. And we did, we did the math. I just want everyone to remember when we did our very first in part one, we broke down and I didn't get into too much detail, but trust me, I have all the research behind it. Big ass spreadsheet, the whole thing. And, and the bottom line is um, there's no evidence whatsoever that he's any more effective at creating shots or scoring goals from set pieces i mean there, there are not any more goal created actions or shot created actions compared to dean and james um it there's just not i mean it, there's no difference whatsoever if there is any it is barely measurable so that is not an excuse when you can have other people take them he is good at them i mean he really if the ball is dead still and he has all day he's a technician there's no sure. question no doubt. we're not questioning his effort um his tackles were way down again his pressing percentage awful interceptions up but tackles and interception combined down carries down like you know what i mean i just the, the point we're trying to make is that I, I admire the guy who works so hard he has worked so hard to make himself into a technical guy he's got one year left 
He's pay, we're making like he's paying him like five million a year still. He's Record 31. signing. I know, but I don't want to hold that against him. No, all, I know. I, I know that's not your point, but let him go. You know, like yeah, maybe he won't go to Al Halal, who apparently really won him for heaven's yeah. sake. They probably pay him a ton of money too. Um, I I do think in the right setup, if he's got a bunch of athletes around him for a team, even in a top five league, and maybe one of the leagues like like Syria that's a little slower. The problem is he's a homegrown player too for England. Right. So maybe someone that wants to sit back could use him. I mean, like a Burnley or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but I just know that if we keep going with this <clears throat> track we've been on, and he was good for us for a few years, but the time has passed. I think he, unfortunately, is more of a hindrance than he than he is a benefit to the team. Yeah. And we'd be better playing a guy like Alex Iwobi or Hamas in that number 10 role. Easy. And his weird decision to play Gilfie out left, Carlos' decision at the end of the season. Well, I think that's questionable, right? We couldn't figure out if he was trying to play him central. He just couldn't get over because he's so darn slow. So yeah, don't play him in the half space. When you look, I, I just question yeah. too, I mean, if the analysts were not hitting on Carlos saying, look, the guy's creating nothing. You're not scoring goals. You've got two other players, Bernard, especially, who is really good in half space. That's what his gig is. And it will be, too, at Arsenal. I mean, so we've we beaten this one in the ground. So I, I guess what's probably worth noting is, okay, ignoring all that, his performance has declined. It's really right. been awful the last two years. But what does Rafael Benitez want, assuming he goes 4-2-3-1? Um, he knows players still need defensive responsibility. He's had some pretty unique players in these positions. I don't know if there's a great profile here necessarily. So I don't know if I could say Gilfie is good or bad. Um, but maybe let's take a little trip down memory lane, shall we? Sure, absolutely. So we'll start. Uh, and it is, you're right, it is kind of a mixed bag. I mean, you start at Valencia, Pablo Imar. Oh, he, I mean, he, like the Small. most flamboyant guy ever, little guy, you know, big fee from Argentinian. Argentines. But I don't think Benitez bought him, though. I mean, or not that Benitez bought anyone because he was working with Sporting Director, but I, I think right. it was before him, right? It was, what, yeah. Hector Cooper, I think? Yeah, exactly. Um, good left for and, Inner. That worked out pretty well for Inner. <laughs> good move, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you look at uh, Liverpool. He bought Luis Garcia, who from Barcelona. Who was a winger at Barca. Right. To play him at the 10. Um, and, then, and then eventually play Gerard in the 10 too, right? Exactly. Uh, but but like Garcia does remind you a little bit of Imar. You know what I mean? He's, he's super right foot, you know, vision, some dribbling, the passing, you know what I mean? And, and maybe not quite as flamboyant uh, because I think Imar got the daylights kicked out of him. I think that was part of his problem. But that was Garcia. I mean, and he scored goals there too. And and like James is, I know he's not quick, but he could score goals Yes. You know what I mean? Especially if you, if we play two guys up top, what he, what he's typically done at times. And we'll talk about Iosi Perez at times is that's what he did. He'd stack the target guy next to that player. And I think that's what James would, would do. Um, inner, I mean, Wesley Snyder, he's a decent player. Yeah, he's all right. That, I mean, that was a, oh. obviously a huge move for Wesley, but what he did and, at Chelsea was really interesting though. I think. Yeah. I mean, he used the, the smaller Juan Mata behind a striker. He had like a career year. Yeah. Transformed him and, and really uh, obviously had unbelievable success there. And then when he uh, was at Napoli, he used Merrick Hamschick up higher. Um, who did not do great and hated it. <laughs> no, not a fan of that. I think he preferred to be obviously have his be facing the goal and not play back to quite as much. But that's a good point. Like, why would you play like an eight type guy facing 
away that what the point is that he stacked as more of a center forward at times. You know what I mean? And we talked about Napoli, how, how he really pushed his four, two, three, one. So that feedback itself gives you a little bit of an idea of kind of the difference maybe then in your typical kind of 10. Uh, but then Madrid, I thought that was curious. You know, we played Christian Bale more Christian. Bale. Did I just do that? Christian Bale. I just did it. I've done it before too. God. Where is RV Dent? <laughs> Gareth Bale is not Batman. not Batman. Not Batman. <laughs> um, and not a Phil Collins fan. Sorry, that was my favorite role he's ever That's played. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Christian Bale. Um, and, and he actually didn't play Hamas all that often in that way. But I have to admit, I, so we'll see what he does with us. Um, recent rumors linked us to Iosi Perez. I guess I, I get why. I mean, that's kind of what he did at Newcastle, right? Yeah, I mean, Perez is a good player. I just don't see any way that that really makes sense. But 27. Yeah, not the right profile, but he can play behind a bigger striker and perhaps be effective. Do we but want I still to mention think... the last, the three, two loss? Mm, do we have to score those two at the end, even though he was offside? <sighs> Why but, are you going to make I, me relive that? All right. All right. But think about it though. I mean, he, you know, if, if you do got, really, like he got, well, he got up the field playing with Rondon. I mean, is that, that's kind of, I can see that, you know, I mean, Dominic's kind of like a knockdown guy and, um, I, I'm not advocating getting him. He was 27. Um, I mean, by the way, for those that think Lester never makes mistakes, I mean, he's 30 million pounds. Yeah. I mean, this guy costs more than a Wobie and has been not good really at all for them. I, I don't know if he was ever a great fit, but he was a versatile player. So it's a little disappointing. He hasn't panned out. He still could. I mean, he's not totally awful, but I think they are looking to unload him. I, I don't think though, in any way, shape or form, we should be handing Lester funds to do transfer right. business and buying someone to 27 right i mean that's or not... would they even necessarily want to sell to us i mean i think that's they'd probably point. they'd have to take a loss obviously and uh probably a significant one but there's there's other options out there rafa in the past look he, i mean he bought almiron yeah right? he didn't buy a lot of these guys that's actually a really yeah. important point right yeah true yeah i mean luis garcia he don't believe he bought him no no um, no no, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think that was when he was there. Well, well, no, no, he bought Luis Garcia, but like that, that's one of the few, right? Cause he didn't buy Gerard, obviously who was already sure, there, but, course. but he did eventually move him in the 10 and then even played him out wide. You know, it's some of his, some of his best, uh, best seasons. Uh, yeah. Like Coutinho came back on loan. I mean, that's not, right. he didn't bring him back on loan from Vasco da Gama. You know, that wasn't, <laughs> so I, you can't really point to any of these guys except for Almiron. And what did you do with Almiron? He didn't play him in the middle. Right, played him wide. So. so so, we don't really have a lot of profiles here other than Garcia, who he kind of bought. Um, but but I think we do have somewhat of a, a functional role, you know, even if we can't really pinpoint a particular type of player. So I think we just need to think, you know, who could play in that slot? Who can drop deep sometimes to and defend? But you can also stack on top of the center forward and kind of be your trigger guy. Um, so do any of our players make sense? Does Hamas make sense? I, I kept going back and forth on this one. Yeah, it's interesting. Look, obviously, the the conflict, personal conflict with Rafa is, I think, I mean, he's made comments that he wasn't the biggest fan of playing under him, but like they're professionals. They can totally different context now. I'm sure they could make up. I think James maybe doesn't offer enough back and forth for what what Rafa would want. We know he's a good defender. He does does well on both sides of the ball but maybe not quite the athlete that rafa would yeah, want he's able to get up and down like if he goes yeah. into a tackle he's going to win it. he's very strong but yeah he doesn't have the range you know and, right, and if exactly. benitez is looking for a bunch of athletes 
Well, put it this way, though, if you're going to keep them, you better get some athletes around them, right? Sure, exactly. Um, which, I mean, we can easily do, right? If you want to make him the focal point of the team, the centerpiece, you can do that and just play guys around him that can kind of play off his weaknesses and complement his strengths as well. And I don't think, I mean, if we're going to sit back in a low block, um, say we play, you know, so put it this way, four, two, three, one in a low block can very quickly become that four, five, one. Right. Would we really have a problem with Hamez like just walking around and taking care of the defensive mid and taking him out? Right. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think him sitting back and you know, the second of balls one kicking it to him and having him fire it off to the wings or something or play it, play it vertically. I mean, I think that could be pretty deadly, frankly. Yeah, most definitely. It's just it, with Rafa, it's hard to tell because, you know, there are rumors do that. No, he can't. No, I mean, he's a pretty good vertical pass. I have to meet uh, part of me thinks maybe he could. Uh, I don't, he I don't could. Know. Yes, he could, Ryan. But just the evidence indicates that we'd just be better off if we had someone else in there. And so it's hard Last to justify when one on. of your best. Yeah, exactly. Last year and one of our highest paid players. So it will be definitely had the defensive contributions last year. And people said he's yeah. lazy. He's not. He's a good athlete. Um, Likes to play centrally. He does. He can come deep to the ball. He can move it quickly and fly with it. I mean, he dwells on it when he was out on the wings, but that's not what we're talking or asking him to do here. We're asking him to take off and play vertically. I think he kind of likes playing like that. I think um, it would suit him, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't dwell on the ball for Nigeria, too, when he plays like that. You know what I mean? And he didn't for us. He'd come back and kind of try to, you know, the one time he played about 30 minutes for us in the middle, he came back and moved the ball pretty quickly. I mean, Bernard, I, I mean, he he fit the profile of the outside winger, but I, I just don't see him. I, yeah, he's kind of similar to Mata, I guess, and Imar to some extent. I mean, maybe I'm being lazy just because they're short, short. And creative. Yeah, right. But, I mean, we got to assume he's going to be gone, right? Yeah, it seems like, I mean, just today there were rumors breaking that, Clubs are in for him, and look, the fact that we can sell him and make a considerable profit, given that he was a free, yeah, big wage, and he's got to be frustrated after coming here and barely playing, right? Yeah, so I, I think a new play. start for him, you know, with a, a bigger, you know, a multi-year deal somewhere else. I think he's still a talented player. Um, Decore. Decore is an interesting one because I don't know if he. He definitely has the range. You want to talk about range? My God, the man yeah. can run for days. Um, I still, you know, he played a little bit at the 10 at Wofford and it wasn't super effective. And he's even, I think, gone on record saying he prefers to be a little further back. So could he fill in the job? Yeah, but I think we could probably either need to bring someone in or just use the guys who were more offensively inclined and let DeCore, um play, contribute on both sides of the ball, support the attack but maybe from a little bit deeper on the pitch. I will say this though. If we're, if we're trying to kill a lead, I mean, put that guy in there in the middle with like a lawn and like JPG or, or acquire a center mid. Like, I think that's what we said. What, what Bugapar Kamare is one example. Yeah. If we're, if we're going to, if we're going to have the money to throw around, there's someone similar that can play like that sitting like Glenn Kamara was the other one, dude, no one's playing through the middle against those guys. And right. if you've got to I mean, you could sit Dominic Calvert-Lewin by himself, hoof the ball up to him. I mean, to will be sitting next to him, like having a snack waiting for him, right. to hit it. you know, but that could be devastating. I mean, I, I think with the lead, that's one way to kill it. I mean, I, I could see it. I could see it some, um, but I don't know. I, I, I think we have a need here though. You know what I mean? So let's assume this Gilfie, we got to move Gilfie on. I think you and I both have agreed with this for many years. Um, I, look, I could see a Wobi coming in and playing this role 
as well. But we we moved him out to left mid. So I, I think we need some players that can kind of play. I think we may have a need for like a young creative midfielder with maybe some positional versatility, don't you think? Yeah, I can see that most definitely. I mean, look, just lowering the age profile of the squad in general, right? I mean, you got Sig- Sigurdsson and yeah. his 30s. Thomas is, is older. We'll be still pretty young, but <clears throat> Bernard is getting older as well. We're assuming we're moving these guys out. We should be looking to kind of refresh, rejuvenate, and buy guys with higher ceilings who are still developing. Yeah, and I, I don't want to belabor the point any more than we have to, but I mean, look, just to put it within context, I know some people still think, oh, we can't sell everyone and we should keep Gilfie and all this other stuff and extend him. I mean, I, I'm sorry. This is what we're looking at, all right? I, I went and looked at the numbers. Granted, I'm using Y Scout. The numbers aren't always perfect, but 17 players in the Premier League played more than 800 minutes last season with their primary position as attacking midfielders. 17, okay? Gilfie, non-penalty goals, P90. 13th out of 17. That was the best number I could find from him. I'm not kidding. 16th in offensive duels per 90. 17th in winning them. 17 out of 17. And he was the worst by a mile. He only won 31% of his duels, man. You can't have that guy be your second striker. You know, winning balls off people. You can't play him the ball either. He doesn't move. 17th in progressive runs P90. By a mile. He was at 0.48. The next guy was 0.9. That was, I mean, it's unbelievable. So he's not going to be your guy that's going to take off and get up the field. Um, 15th in passes into the final third, P90, 16th in the penalty area. That's not a guy that can progress the ball up the field. So yes, he may have the ability to pass vertically, but it's like once a match, you know, and he's not going to have time on the ball to play this way. 16th in dribbles out of 17, P90, 15th in dribble percentage. It's one thing to not dribble. It's another thing to not be able to beat anyone. And 16th in progressive passes, P90. On top of that, and the reason why I didn't use any of the stupid assist numbers, third most free kicks out of these 17 guys, P90. That We can't have a guy like that playing that position. And that's not just, not just the way we play. So, right. Anyway, I, you know, I, I think we already said this one of two ways, right? I mean, you, you could go patch things up with James and try and find a backup, you know, and, and Wobi can kind of, you know, stay over at left mid or work his way in if, if needed. Um, so, um, if we want to kind of mimic, James, that puts out some interesting results, right? Yeah. If you use the uh, the old filters, it, there oh. really aren't a ton of obvious candidates, but uh, <laughs> it's I know. like De Bruyne. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, so so uh, for, for the audience, for the listeners, I use like 500 minutes. You know, anyone that played uh, attacking central mid, uh, you know, Sispir 90, a lot of progressive passes. Like I basically tried to make it so that hit James's numbers here. Uh, there was only one player in the top five leagues, period, that was under 25. And that's Paqueta Leon, who didn't really want Copa America. So there's no prayer he's coming. He's also not a great athlete too. So so um, Emmanuel Reynoso at Minnesota mm. United. He was the only player of note outside the, the top five leagues. I mean, that's how good James was. Shot assist, dribbles, dribble success, passes the final third, and success in those. Progressive passes, assist per 90. I mean, the guy was unbelievable last year. But when you start to drop the numbers down a little bit, a couple guys jump out. One of my favorite players, yeah, Nick talk. De La Cruz, 24 years old, a river. Just signed an extension, but it's a shorter one. Oh, um, we had, I man, we could have gotten him on a free in February. It would have been unbelievable. I know you really like this guy, Ryan, and he I seems do. like the River Plate connection be an interesting one, and he could come in and be a pretty big jump, but he can play in more than one position in the midfield. He's pretty versatile. He's 
not bad on defense. So he could fit a Rafa Benitez style of play. Well, and that's why I think, I mean, if you say you get someone like Sergio Romero coming in a backup goalie, perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Because mm. we don't have a massive Argentinian presence anyway. You know, uh, we have some Spanish speakers, you know what I mean? I'm sure, sure. you know, he knows James. Um, he's playing <laughs> for, well, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, he's playing, uh, you know what I mean? For his national team. So, right. uh, and, and like I said, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, he's not Argentinian, but what I mean is like, if you start kind of increasing, he's Uruguayan, but if you start increasing more of the South American guys that are Spanish speaking country guys, you know what I mean? Maybe it'd be a little easier for him. Yeah. Um, he's the transition. Cause it yeah. is it's tough to go from, uh, Playing in Argentina to uh, Liverpool. And it's a lot of Portuguese guys. You know what I mean? Like you see James hanging out a lot with, I mean, you got Yeri, obviously a Spanish speaker. Um, You see like James in the scout, in the videos, hanging out with Andre all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now Andre is obviously Portuguese, but, but he clearly speaks Spanish from having spent so much of his time in La Liga. So, I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice to get a, I think there's enough kind of mentors for him. Um, I also like his, I mean, first of all, he's lightning. Um, all action type guy, super creative, but he's pacey. And I think he has some positional versatility. He could even play deeper if he needed to. Uh, guess whose name also comes up again? Elise, yet again. Oh, man. God, what a Missed a trick with him. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Palace could be playing in fortune, but yeah, kudos to them. It would just would have been nice to get, you know, I think he qualifies for homegrown in English too. Um, how about the Kuchu? No, Orkun Kuchu at Feyenoord is a total future star. Again, just guys that came out in the data, um, he would, again, not be cheap. Feet are unbelievable. He's just not that super pacey. He could play deeper again, has a fantastic right foot. So, like, someone with some positional versatility would be fantastic because you're also thinking, like, dear Lord, to someone, you know, if Rafa goes away, will he have someone that can still adapt? Uh, Lovremeyer, uh, Dino Zabgreb, he could play right. Again, he's another guy. He can. He's like Elise to me. You know, he can kind of play right wing, play a little deeper, left-footed. Uh, but again, not that fast, not the best athlete, really good agility and balance. So I, I think someone like Nick De La Cruz is a better fit just because he's a good athlete. Um, who else do we came up with here? Danny Olmo. Would have a, do we have a prayer getting Danny Olmo? Doesn't seem likely. No. And I, and again, you're looking for a young player to play behind James or someone else. So I, I don't think that's so. All right. So if you add in accelerations, progressive ones, defensive duels, because we think that's what Benitez is going to care a little bit more. Right. Because I mean, everyone's got to play defense, right? So of if you're going to accept that James is going to be in there, okay, what would maybe be a little different type of guy? So Evander, you know, the Brazilian Amigiland came out. I, I really like him, but he's, I think he's more of a box to box player. Uh, and he can kind of play in the left too. He's very much though front forward player. He's a big, strong guy. Big, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, he could tackle too. I mean, he could be a good fit, but I kind of view him as more of a deeper guy, but again, we're just going through the numbers. Um, one of my favorite players, I mean, he's really young. Uh, yeah, Jamiton Leandro Campas from Deporte to Lima, 21 years old. I mean, he's like 5'6 maximum. Uh, but he's the type of guy that like like the Rafa guys he's bought in the past, you know, the understands yeah. guy, you know, I, I think he started out as a winger and a left back. This kid, I mean... I just, first of all, he's from Colombia, right? So, I mean, and he was on the team for Copa America. True. So, I mean, you would think that's a good sell. I, I just, I mean, doesn't Everton have to start taking better advantage of the more open Brexit rules for South American young players? I, I mean, isn't that do. not going to happen? 
And that's where brands is supposed to have a lot of connections, yeah. a r- very robust scouting network. Yeah. And so it's it's almost expected that we would be in for some of these guys. Um, but but really, ultimately, we're not looking for a starter here, assuming we're able to keep Hamez. We're looking for an understudy, a deputy, um, someone to provide squad depth and one for the future. Yeah, oh God, wouldn't it be nice to just have just an exciting player you can just kind of throw in, you know, try and stuff, plays real fast and direct. And I, this is the type of diminutive dude that I think would absolutely, people would be out of their seats at times at Goodison. I, I would love, I would love to see this kid. He's just the type of player and has some positional versatility that I would love to see at Everton. Um, another guy that came out was Mike Tressor. That's what he goes by now, as opposed to, uh, and uh, I think is how you pronounce it. He's 21 years old again. Good attempt. Yeah. I mean, he could play left. He's kind of one of those right footer guys, Uh central playmaker, good acceleration. Like he's another guy, big creation numbers. Uh, he's in the area, area of VC, but, um, or pardon me. He's, he's Belgian. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, uh, he tracks back and make a tackle, but so these are the guys, the numbers bring out. I love De La Cruz and compass. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like you look at the guys and you think fit, We've got to get a new, young, exciting talent here, don't we? We really do. Hamez isn't getting any younger. That's what I mean. We we got to start to just get a squad together that people are not just excited about for the coming season, but confident about the future for guys so why that do you will think, develop. Why do you think we haven't done that as much? I mean, I have my theory. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't bought, like, we use brightness as an example. Why, why did we not buy Moises Casito? Like that type of young player that's you can ease in, but could be a future absolute world class player. Well, I think you look at the immediately pressing needs of the side, and like Still if have the it. mandate from look, we have to finish six, right? That was Carlo's goal. So you're not going to do that with guys who might need a year or two to adjust, year or two to further develop before they're really at the level you need them to be. And well, we I guess. Just- I guess you still have first team holes, right? I mean, that's got to be yeah, the priority. Yeah, exactly. Right. You you can't. Uh, you can, but you. I think the priority's just been on getting a cohesive squad of eleven first team players together, and then worrying about you know the future, either via the academy or the bench for for some of these guys. Um, I, I just think we haven't spent a lot of money on these young guys, and. I think we really need to, Ryan. We've been advising it for some time. That's what I think the long-term future needs to be. But these managers know that they have to stick their necks out and they don't have a lot of time. And so if they don't feel that confidence and that backing and and they want to win now, then you have these conflicts of interest that create these situations. Have I mentioned how much I like Kampas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do. And 21, like he's not a baby. No, no, no. He's such a pain in the butt on defense. He just flies around like a maniac. Um, God, you should... You got to read about this guy. The way he grew up in Columbia is unbelievable. But anyway, all right, moving on. Okay. I think we buried this one in the ground. Indeed. Poor, poor Gilfie's like in somewhere is all his relatives mm. are in tears. Stato's mm. after us pretty soon. Um, yeah. I don't want to give that guy any airtime. All right. Let's move to center forward and uh, continue the methodology. Of course. Um, again, quick rehash. We are going to year over year performance type player. We think Rafa wants based on past tactics who he's bought. Do our guys fit? And do we have a need? or not so Hannes let's start let's do it we'll start let's do it DCL 23 still under contract for really just four more years four more years pretty well paid Richarlison obviously 23 we included him in the striker position could have put him pretty much anywhere in the offense yeah signed through 2023 Moise Keen 20 signed through 2024 which is 
crazy considering how badly he seems to want out. 2.8 million. Then we've got Chank, 29. People might have forgotten that he's still on the books. 3.2 million a year. These are, again, guesses. And Ellis Sims, who's returning from loan, age 20 in his last contract year. Isn't he? Or did he sign a deal? I can't remember. I thought he was in his last contract year and we had to work. He might have signed an extension. I'm not sure. I think he might have. And that's my bad for, for right. I wrote that down and now I'm looking at it. I'm like, way to go preparation guy. Because I think they were talking about him going reback. Blackpool would be a great place for him. So, well, let's get into the year over year. Uh, Maybe that's a mistype by me. And I take full responsibility for that. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin first. I mean, the possession was better. The finishing was up. I mean, the hold-up play was okay. I mean, you look at the numbers. He definitely could could create more. Um, you know, he wasn't yeah. as good in the pressures. Defensive numbers weren't as good. Um, you know, his aerials were up, though. Again, God, you think he couldn't get any better. Um, I, I think my only criticism him, when you look at hold-up play and numbers, his receiving percentage was about the same, but he received way fewer progressive passes, meaning as... He didn't get as many difficult passes to control in tough areas. His receiving percentage should not be the same. It should have been better. So, I mean, there's some things he can do better. His, his creation numbers are a little bit down. Uh, pass percentage is up, though. I mean, he took a little better care of the ball, at least in passing it, even if he wasn't creative with it. Um, but his finishing was better, right? I mean, he was right. plus. He he exceeded his expected goals, and, and he took no penalties. So, I mean, he was second in the league, in, you know, in, in non-penalty goals per 90 and, or pardon me, in total, but he didn't play some of the minutes of the guys ahead of him. I mean, he had a breakout season. I I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I think he certainly improved and I think we can feel pretty comfortable. He's going to be effective next year. Yeah. I think most definitely for DCL. I mean, we'll get into how he fits with Rafa, but he seems yeah. like the most obvious fit maybe of any of our players into a Rafa system. He loves a big guy up front who can win balls yeah. in the air and Dom's great at that. Probably going to be a bit of a change for him in terms of how he'll be deployed. But again, a young player, all the athleticism in the world, he's got the combination of size and speed that you rarely see. Um, and I think people talk about his, his finishing, which was the biggest criticism of him was his probably his biggest improvement area last year. So if he continued continues to show a knack for instinctually being in the right areas at the right time, then he can be the focal point, the guy for us at the number nine this season. Yeah. I mean, Richarlison, we put in here, but really we're yeah. kind of assuming he's going to be on the left wing again. I mean, most of it is related to playing more center forward than left wing. And look, his finishing was bad. Um, no doubt. I, yeah, I think what's disturbing is you look at the last two years. And again, we use the same metric, you know, um, expected goals versus actual goals. I mean, the last two years, he was plus four plus 3.9. I and mean, those are some of the best numbers in- you'll see. Right in the Premier League, whereas like people forget, like Dominic Calvert-Lewin was third. Uh, if you take like the top fifteen guys in expected goals, he had the third best differential. So his finishing was on point, a lot better than guys like Watkins and Patrick Bamford. So I really get irritated when people say, "Oh, those guys are just whatever." Um, but look, you know, the year before he came over to us from Watford, remember, Richarlison had a negative five point one, and everyone kept saying, "Oh, he's not scoring any goals anymore. He's too tired." Well, this year, this past year, negative 4.7. Do we think he's going to feel better after having played Copa America and then the Olympics? I mean, is this this a concern? I think it is, Ryan. I think you got to look at these guys. He's a great athlete, but these guys need rest. These guys. But I also think he was just a little bit unlucky, right? I mean, you still saw him getting into dangerous areas, and it just seemed like whatever wasn't clicking for him. And 
probably could have used a break or two. I mean, during the season, I mean, that's absolutely probably more important and than doing it like preseason. We had injuries in so many other areas where we could never really afford to give him a rest, despite left wing being one of our <laughs> deeper positions. Yeah. And I think it's interesting just to see like the dramatic swings, right? You would expect to see some sort of regression to the mean, but he seems to be either like way <laughs> above his expected output or way below. I, I, and I, and you know, and honestly, it could just be statistical anomalies in all yeah. honesty. I mean, it really is. And that, that's why people always make the case that, you know, the elite players are the only guys, they're only a handful of guys that truly exceed their XG on a consistent basis. There really aren't, uh, there aren't many. So, you know, that could really be it. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any of that. His creati- creativity numbers are slightly up. I, I just put it this way. If you finished like you did last year, it would have scored 15 goals from open play. I mean, that would have been right right behind Harry Kane for best in the league. It would have been ahead of Dominic Coverloon. So I, I'm not concerned. Um, I still like him a little better, better on the left personally. Um, Me too. All right. Let's talk about Moise Keen. I mean, <laughs> I'd say he had a slightly better year. Yeah. Uh, certainly enjoyed going on loan to Paris. Oh, scored 17 goals in about 2,300 minutes. <laughs> Basically. Pl- I mean, playing with Mbappe and Neymar. No penalties. Well, but but he played a very particular way. I mean, yeah, he played a couple times at right wing. But really, I mean, when we watched him, I mean, playing center forward and occupying the center backs. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I mean, he's not going to do exactly what Dominic Calvert-Lewin does in terms of his aerial presence. He's better with his back to the goal and coming back for the ball than some people think. So I, I though we would have to play differently if he was playing center forward. Um, I still think he could kind of play in a counterattacking way, but we'll get to that in a second. I mean, how can you argue? Amazing loan by Marcel Brand. Oh, my goodness. My problem is, though, if you let this guy go on loan, that's, you know, $40 million in market value you're just not using. Exactly. You got to get a loan back in for someone somewhere, right? I mean, I, I don't, that was frustrating to me. Um, but anyway, belabor the point. I mean, no question year over year, the guy totally blew up. Uh, we shouldn't be surprised about that. He's an elite talent. Um, Jenkos. Um, I mean, <laughs> what, every time we you loan him, f- he gets hurt. You got to feel bad for the guy and just the bad luck and us. in terms of and us. Yeah, right. Exactly. He was gone to palace for 20 million pounds. That that would have been Brands' best deal ever, by the way. And you know what's uh, we might have said this on the pod before, but when when we were over at Finch Farm getting the tour uh, last year, Chenk came in like right after he had been gotten surgery, Ugh. I think, with like his uh, on crutches. And we were like, oh, my gosh, it was like the only player we saw there. But mm. crazy, just super bad luck. And he's not really going to suit Benitez's style. No, he's no. got to go, but we're just, he's never be been and he's t- on the dollar, right? It's like a fire yeah. sale for Cenk Tosin at this he's point. Never Unfortunately, really t- he's never been a target guy. People no. keep saying he is. No, not really. Um, I, I can't imagine we get anything for him. I mean, who knows? You never know. Um, it'd be amazing if we could move out of salary. I'm sure he'd be happier somewhere else. Finally, Benitez is not the type of guy that's going to come in and say, no, hang out for a while. You know, we really want you to be part of the team. So uh, in that way, maybe Benitez will do us some good, but if he's not healthy, I don't, it's kind of the same situation you had last summer. So um, yeah, back to back to square one with Jack. I think so. Find a way to get him out. I, I really don't think he's that terrible player. I just don't think he's a no. good fit for the Premier League. And and you know we just have needs elsewhere. Um, Ellis Sims, great loan to Blackpool. No, another one that Brands did really well. I think he's probably due for another loan, but he played sixteen hundred minutes and got ten goals for them. Regular starter. <laughs> Uh, played in a two-man forward setup. I mean, I think we really thought he was going to kind of double up with Gary Medine. Like, we talked about that on the pod. You know, he's a big, tall guy who's going to, you know, kick balls over to him, and Sims would come flying. Sims is a big guy, too, but he's not really necessarily a 
back to the back to the goal type guy, mm. but but he ended up playing that way a little bit more next to Jerry Jerry Yates, who I, I think is actually a decent player. But I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I watched him a lot over there. I mean, well, I'll ask you first. Do you think this guy's ready to contribute at Everton? No. I mean, you look at guy. You look at Ellis Sims and Moise Keen, same age. Oh, it's and it's, it's like good. night and day, right? I mean. Sims does have one very good trait, though. I mean, he could score, he right? Scores. I mean, that's he worth something, right? Goals, right? He scored, what, like 50 goals or something like that for this? Yeah. And look, he put 10 goals in, you know, not even 1,700 minutes of, of football. But I just, when you watch him, everything else, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he just looks kind of clumsy and awkward still. You know what I mean? He, and part of it's being tall. Um, yeah. Trust me, I can relate. Uh, that's my excuse, at least, um, for not being graceful. I've tried to tell people, but, you know, they don't believe me. But no, his first touch is often still heavy, you know, but but he just has a lot to work on. But the guy can score. He's, he's got a gift. I mean, he got the instinct. Yeah. And look, I mean, people had similar criticisms of, of Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. Great point. At times. I just don't know if I don't think he has that same level of athleticism. Like even when Dom was coming up through the ranks, starting like you could just he had the leap, he had the 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 pace. Sims just is. I mean, a he can move, clunky. but he's, he's not explosive. I mean, you know, no, 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 no. Um, but who knows? You know, maybe he transform his body the same way Dom did. I mean, who who yeah. the heck knows? But 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 I mean, even if you, I mean, you're not going to keep him here. He's not a first teamer this season. He's definitely another loney. So yeah, it's a waste of time. I think if he'll, it, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would see a loan. I would expect that's what we would see. So let's talk a little bit then before we kind of determine how many of these guys are good. I mean, what do we think Rafael Benitez wants at center forward? Um, I mean, we said it before. I mean, he kind of preferred bigger players that could either win the ball in the air or at least get up farther to kind of lay off balls for others. Uh, or guys that could just flat out get to the net. I mean, th- there were some combinations here. And some of his better teams, he didn't necessarily need that outlet, you know, to yeah. ping balls up to and, and lay off second balls. I mean, um, let's see. Who do we have here? Valencia. Mista. Uh yeah, I mean, well, no, but he's a guy, you know, Rafael Benitez coached in the Madrid U side. So I Tenerife and 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 I think. And he had good size. There's that hysterical story about him wanting to part of the sporting director issues he had was um, when he asked the Valencia board to buy none other than ex Evertonian Samuel Eto'o. Uh, and they bought uh, Fabian Canobio uh, uh, instead. who's was like a winger. What was it? What was his quote? I think. Yeah. He said, uh, I was hoping for a sofa and they bought me a lamp. <laughs> Which like, doesn't really even make that much sense, but it's maybe like there's a, uh, clearly that's a translation yeah. issue. I, I, but the funny part about it is that this is the same guy that said in his first interview, I had a sporting director of Valencia and I worked fine with them. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like the type of quote that says I work great with sporting directors. When you weren't throwing pot shots in the media. Yeah. I mean, God, you know, and, and all the fans are going crazy about it too. Cause they had backed Benitez, you know, well, when um, your manager's talking about signing Samueletto, it's kind of hard not to get behind the idea. I, yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's easy to put, I mean, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback, but I mean, yeah. anyway, so, um, you know, Liverpool, he loved Milan Barros. Um, Barsh, I guess. Uh, Gibriel Cisse played a lot there too. Um, he was, I always remembered him as more of a wide forward. I kind of went back and watched yeah. him. And yeah, he was more of a straightforward center forward, but then he bought in Peter Crouch, you know, and 30 year old Robbie Legend. Fowler, who's not really a, a, a target guy, but, you know, um, but I mean, the big breakthrough, I mean, Barsh was really good and made a good yeah. tandem with Garcia. Like that's, I could see that being a little bit of a, you know, um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and um, like a James or someone like that. 
but Fernando Torres, you know, who he brought in, I mean, that's off the counter. Like if you're not looking for, not that he's a small guy, but if you're not looking for the target guy, I mean, he he's, he's deadly off the counter. Right. That's the sort of profile. So like, it's a mixed bag with Benitez. You look at, yeah. uh, I don't want to talk about Fernando Torres too much. If it's all the same to you, Ryan, yeah, but it does yeah. illustrate again, this isn't like, it's not like the winger. He, he can work with multiple types of guys. You look at uh, Inter Melito. He had some struggles there, got injured. Samuel Eto was banned. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. So that's a hard one to look back on and say, you know, what's the type of center forward he would like. I mean, yeah. Eto's head, but um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Torres, Torres went back to Chelsea, right. played him, but like, we keep bringing it up. Sorry. Uh, but, but, you know, I mean, look though, I mean, it worked, you know, I mean, maybe he didn't lay the ball off to Frank Lampard, but he went crazy, you know, kind of playing the way he did up farther and Mata scored a bunch too. Higuain was interesting, but mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, De Laurentiis is the one that tells that story about how um, he didn't want Benitez didn't want Higuain. Uh, that was his, I mean, you know, what do you believe? I mean, it's, you know, De Laurentiis uh, says all sorts of stuff. He claimed that he, you know, Benitez wanted Leandro Damio, you know, instead, I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, whatever. Um, but he did buy him. I mean, that was a, that was a, a buy while he was there. Um, and then we had Madrid Newcastle, which I mean, <laughs> similar. <laughs> similar yeah, ben, I mean. Benzema and Ronaldo and then Solomon Rondon. So, <laughs> I mean, well, Benzema's tall. Yeah. One of the best strikers of his generation. And then you Solomon Rondon could say the same thing he about was him. one of the best strikers in China, in China and on Newcastle. <laughs> On Newcastle, yeah. I mean, you say that, but they also Alan Shearer for years. So, what can you say? At the uh, time he was there, I wasn't saying of all time. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, some of the guys that he bought, uh, we kind of hit Cisse. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, Cisse was young. God, they got him out of Oxier. Um, Salva Balesta. <laughs> he bought him at Valencia. He was a total bust. Uh, big money. Th- this guy was a character. Oh my God. He got the loan to bolt and immediately he wanted out and Malaga Atletico Madrid. And he eventually went on a free to Malaga. Uh, that guy, what a pain. I mean, God, um, Robbie Keane was a really odd buy for yeah. Liverpool. I feel like Benitez was not a fan of that. Like that wasn't him. And I, that may have been when he was feuding with the owners. I mean, he went immediately back to Spurs in January, didn't he? Yeah. Immediate turnaround. So Kind of didn't make a lot of sense. We already talked about Torres, uh, Manolo Gabbiadini at Napoli played it behind Iguain. We talked about Iguain. Yeah, Huge I mean, Gabbiadini's a decent size too. I mean, a little more adaptable. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Some of the young players he brought in Napoli. I mean, Duvin Zapata. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. beast. Yeah, guy. I mean, he didn't play that much then, but you know, I don't know how much doing that was him. But I mean, if that's a pro, can we take him? Um, yeah, right. It's, Dwight Gale's a really interesting buy because people would say like Dwight Gale, he wasn't that good, but keep in mind, that's when they went down to the championship and he banged in 23 goals and they finished first. You know what I mean? You, that turned out pretty good. Uh, God, Muto and Newcastle bought him. He's like 26. It, it never played. Loaned him out to Ibar. That was a bust. Um, boy, he loves Solomon Rondon though, didn't he? Yeah, obviously reunited with him once he went to China, but <clears throat> uh, sold Mitrovic. Um, basically to loan in Ronda. If you think exactly, about, well, cause that was the whole, that's why it's important to think about things in context because at Newcastle, he didn't have any money. So he knew he was playing to zero sum games. So he's like, well, you know, if we sell Metro and, and loan in Ronda on this year, I mean, that gives you some money, right? 
Um, and it's an interesting move too. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, functionally I get it. Um, I don't like the two young player. They let go. <laughs> right. Armstrong and Yvonne Tony. Oh, Hindsight's twenty twenty on that. I know, I know. I mean, look, if you're stuck and you got to sell some people, it, it could have been very much a situation like Marcel Brands. I mean, Marcel Brands didn't want to sell Vlasic. He didn't right. want to sell Lookman either, but I mean, he had to get sales to rebuild the team and he got good offers for both. It'll be interesting to see if Everton recoups any of the Vlasic uh, money because it looks like he's going to Syria, uh, I think. Yeah. So, all also, right. He's do- off to Milan. Yeah, I mean, so do any of our players make sense? DCL makes complete sense. Got it. Talked right. about it. He's like, he's a little better than Solomon Rondon, I think. Uh, ask Rafa. No. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, It does need to look. I mean, stacking players around him could be deadly. He does need to, you know, be a little better with this holdup play. But he also yes. is a guy, unlike some of these other guys, I mean, he can get behind defenses, and you would think with like the more orchestrated counterattacks mm. and the balance and the attack, like like it, and he can defend too. I mean, he process. didn't do as well last year at defensive, but we've seen he can pressure too. Um, what about Moise Keen? And does it matter? I it, that's the problem I'm having, Ryan, because every day that passes, that the if move you ask me a week made, ago, like, if you ask you a week ago, what would you have said? I would say no chance he's here no at the chance. start of the season. He's going to PSG and now it's, it's he's in training. There's pictures of him smiling. Like that means anything, <laughs> but truly it's like he, he solves the immediate problem. He fills our depth chart at backup yeah. striker. He's yep. an unbelievable prospect, but does that suit keen? Does he want to come back from living in Paris to living in Liverpool? I don't here. know. Come on now. Rafa Benitez has made his home on the world. I mean, it's basically look, Ask Carlo. I mean, Crosby is, I mean, basically, you know, Monaco. Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, I like yeah. it. It's pretty nice. I mean, I, I can't. No, I, it's a great no city. No argument. No uh, disrespect to it. But you're looking at a, a kid who's come from living in Turin, basically, for, for a long time coming up through Juventus. Yeah. To, yeah. It, it just doesn't it's true. quite it's... the same luster. And he struggled to get time. When he went to PSG, he played because they have so many games. They're playing in all these different competitions. I would. There's a few players I'd love to see succeed at Everton more than Moise Keane because it would be such a important precedent to set for like our recruitment in the future. Like, hey, we can take these young elite prospects and develop them into the superstars that they're destined to be. But it just feels kind of inevitable that he's still going to leave at some point. But we need to sell him. We need I, to sell him if we're if he's going to go. We can't loan him. Yeah, I think, yeah, because, again, it's just market value that you're just not getting anything out of. I just have trouble seeing him playing those wider positions for Benitez. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could stack him on top of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I just don't think that that goes well either. Mm-hmm. Like, because he likes playing off the back shoulders. Uh, he has the skills to do. It's not nothing to do with that. I, I kind of question, you know, how tactically savvy is he defensively? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Who knows? It's such, it's, I don't know what we're going to do. If we keep him, he's got to play somewhere else besides center forward, right? I mean, otherwise, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with this one. I'm, I've been going back and forth on it uh, Me for too. a while. Um, okay. All right. So he's the big factor. I mean, we've talked about Jank. I mean, I, I, no chance. Um, I don't think. Okay. All right. So let's take a step back. All right. So I think if, if Keen goes, 
I think the likely scenario is we, we bring in a couple attacking players, maybe someone that can play center forward. But if we were to bring in another center forward, like a younger guy, I mean, I would think we'd probably go on the lines or maybe even an older guy that could simulate a little bit what Dominic Calvert-Lewin could do, right? Yeah, you'd have to try to replicate because I think Dom is going to be so critical to how Rafa wants to play that you're going to need in the event, God forbid, there's injury situation again, you're able to replicate that. You don't have to completely alter your style of play because you don't have an outlet up top. And I'd rather keep Richarlison somewhere else, too. I mean, I I don't think he's – I mean, he can play it, like, if we need to. So, I mean, this is about – it's all about budget, really. But, I mean, I could definitely understand why someone like Daryl DK, who's 20 – I mean, he's still inconsistent, but, man, he's such a good kid and such a talent. Oh, I'm not not saying he shouldn't be, uh, but – but. Yes, he has the elite athleticism that could, yeah. he doesn't even know how to use his body yet. And the guy is like 6'1", 200 plus pounds. Yeah. I mean, he is an absolute bowling ball. I shouldn't even say it because he's not short. Um, he could be an elite player. Um, I, I just, it was hard. It's hard to go and find young guys that really look anything like Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the data. Like not just a big guy, but also with some athleticism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um El Bilal Torre from Reims is another guy who's 19 that kind of could maybe sub in for him. I could, would we go older here? It's certainly possible. I mean, you get Calvert-Lewin, who's still relatively young, and mm-hmm. if you maybe want a more tenured backup, I mean, we had Giroud in here. Obviously, that doesn't seem to be happening. He's, He's off to Italy. What about Diego um, Costa? <laughs> let's not. You seriously thought we were bringing him in. I, that was even more ridiculous than the Sammy Kadra which is just the Kadir, pardon me. Th- those were the, anyway, I love looking back, by the way, at those tweets. Those are great. Just to look at like the Costa can bang them in now. And now you look at them. I mean, it's just an absolute joke. Imagine, washed, imagine if we washed. sold Dominic Calvert Lewin and brought that guy in uh, for like 200. I don't want to imagine that, right? You should. Sounds like, um, terribly unpleasant. Okay. So here's the prediction. Our listeners are going to kill us after the Matt Ritchie thing. Would Benitez bring Solomon Rondon back from China. I mean, he went out on loan last year. I feel like that it, it makes sense because he Contract brought him up. to China and he probably he kind of just stranded him there. <laughs> so he's Contract probably got is like up December 22. He's probably got like 50 voicemails from Rondon. Be like, <laughs> Rafa, please get me out of here. You got to save me. But I, you got it. You could get him for cheap. He does some of the same things. I'm not comparing the two. Will people ever forgive Rondon for the McCarthy incident, though? Uh, yeah, because I think he's. I don't think Rondon did it on. No, I know. I know. He, people don't like Son, but I think Son is reckless. I mean, Ron. God, that was brutal. Jeez, oh, I forgot I about that. Man. I know. I did too. Until we just uh, talked about it. That, that was, was awful. Horrifying. It was awful. I just. I I could see it. Uh, I mean. He wouldn't cost much. I mean, what he's at Moscow now. I mean, I think he's just there on loan. So that should be finishing up. There's no way he would cost anything. I mean, he's 31 years old for heaven's sakes. Um, I, I, he's going to be 32 in September. I mean, him and Gilfie, my God, uh, on I'm a just, low risk one year deal. I, I could see it. I'm, j- I'm just it. saying I could see it. The problem is he's probably making an absolute killing yeah. in China. So, um, we can't pay him if we bring him in. We 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 can't afford to pay him in the sense that it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to equal his wages. If we can keep 
like Moise Keen, I think is the ideal option, right? If we could have our way, we'd keep Keen. It just seems so unlikely at this point that we have to consider alternatives. And you don't want to go the whole season relying on Richarlison as the backup. Yeah, I'm just, if I'm Keen, there's no way. I just, I want to be a center forward somewhere. You know, right. and, and you know he's going to try and be pigeonholed elsewhere. And I just don't know if he's young. I, I don't know if that's the best thing for him right now. You know what I mean? I, but I don't know. You know, this is one we're, we're kind of guessing. I'm telling you, I could see Ronda. I absolutely could see it happening. We pay him the wage. We could afford him. We just wouldn't pay much of a fee for him. I right. mean, there's no way with the new rules in China, it's going to matter if he's there or not. I mean, do you think Dalian's like, my God, we need to keep Solomon Rondon. We got to have he this is guy. our savior. I mean, he went there for Benitez. There's no way he doesn't want to come back. I, I don't know. I, I could totally see it happening. It wouldn't cost us that much money, except for maybe in a single year buys us another year. And he can simulate a lot of the things that Calvert Lewin can do. I mean, I, I not to the same extent. I know I get it. Okay. But I'm just saying I could see it. Yeah, I, I, I could see it too, honestly. I mean, you kind of persuaded me, and it would be you talked about, we talked about in a prior episode, Rafa's got to have some advocates. Who's a, if you're willing to go to China for a guy, well, that and a lot of money, like you're probably yeah. pretty fond of him. It's for so. the project. It's for the project, Thomas. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. It, it wasn't the money, it wasn't the 13 million. Uh, no. So, all right. Our best guess here. What do you think is going to happen here? You know what I'm going to say. You're on the Rondon Express. Well, okay. Again, we're predicting what we think the club's (laughs) not going to do. I mean, I'm not. Let's be clear what I'm saying here. I'm not suggesting I would love Rondon to be part of Everton. But but look, in all seriousness, if you're going to go, say we have limited sales here and you're going to go big on right wing. Yeah. I mean, I actually think it would, I think you'd be all right. You know, I mean, you know, obviously if Dominic Alvarez gets hurt, you're, you're not thrilled to have him here, but um but I don't see us splashing a ton of cash in that position that this summer. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you got to pick and choose. I think where you're going to go, put it this way. If you do something like that, like a Matt Ritchie, like we said, you know, you don't have to go big on left back or a backup there. You know what I mean? You right. can be all right. Um, Rondon, you know, it kind of saves you in that spot. So you don't have to go big on center four. Richie's there. You can go big elsewhere. So anyway, that's it. Uh, that was it. a lot. We, we made it through. Um, Pretty amazing. Uh, hope everyone really appreciated all the research and the time we put in this. I think it was fun. Um, and I guess we'll uh, we'll compile the results. We'll, we'll send it out again. To be clear, this is what we think could happen, may happen. Uh, it's our guess. You know what I mean? And we'll, we'll maybe take some guesses at some wages and fees and throw it on out there. What do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds good. I've got to, I've got to tip my cap to, to Ryan on this one because... The man is truly a machine. If you guys I have you put together this unbelievable doc, all this research, and I hope that everyone appreciates it because I certainly do. And My wife been, does not appreciate it. <laughs> it's been a blast to go through it. I think it's been some interesting conversation, some more depth than you might expect from other folks. And Ryan obviously has the scouting background and the analysis to back it up. So hope that this very thorough review of Everton squad and what we might do this transfer window has been enjoyable for everyone. And we appreciate everyone who listens. Like Ryan said, definitely join our discord invite.gg slash ATP, where we'll be posting some of the text from this, as well as a screenshot of the proposed depth chart following the squad assessment. Also uh, give us a like a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to find all of our links to social media, it's, L-I-N-K-T 
bit.ly slash USA Toffee Pod. Check out our stuff on Toffee TV USA as well. And if you don't follow and subscribe to the Toffee TV guys, what the heck are you even doing? Yeah, really. Um, but we'll have something coming out on there soon on Rafa. More on Rafa, if you could possibly believe it. And we'll so keep an eye soon. out for that. We'll see you soon down in Florida, man. And if and if you're not, if you are going to Florida, definitely get in touch because we are trying to coordinate some big plans while down there and we want to meet as many people as possible so definitely get in touch via socials email whatever it may be but as always we appreciate everyone listening and until next time up the toffees